0: All glory and honor and praise is due to you. For you spoke and all things came into existence. And even when humanity turned away from you, you came to us in the form of a human. Ridiculed and brutalized and tortured, you went to the cross on our behalf to pave a way for us to have a relationship with God. Not only to have a relationship with God to be, but to be transformed into a son or daughter of God. And then you walk with us as you are transforming us into the likeness of God. We thank you, Lord, and we just give you glory today. We honor and worship you. We praise your name, Lord Jesus. We celebrate the coming of Christ Well, I love Christmas time. I mean, uh, our folks know this. Uh, I I just love this time of year. I love everything about Christmas. And uh, and yet, as I think about Christmas story, there's so many stories attached to the coming of Christ. And I love stories of bravery. I I, I like to every now and then study some of the Medal Medal of Honor recipients. This is the highest award given to a, a, a soldier. And uh, just to read of some of those stories, just so inspiring. And yet, some of the stories that probably inspire me even more are not just stories of of bravery and combat, but uh, of bravery and courage and faith. And when someone hears from the Lord the direction that he wants in their life, that they would respond yes and move forward. When others would walk away, when would turn and run the other direction, that those who would trust the lord walk in his direction this this is the kind of stuff that just stirs me up amen Amen. well when you see the christmas story you see so many stories of this kind of of courage and and we're not going to go into all of them but just think about the magi they they uh rebelled against the command of a murdering king and did not go back to tell him where the Messiah was born Just think about the shepherds who uh, the, the angelic presence from heaven just filled the sky Everything went bright around them And, and they didn't run away Instead they ran to what God had announced That, that the Messiah has come And, and they went to, to see this thing that God has brought about And then they went from that site To go and tell others about what God has brought about Amen that's that's courage. That's that's boldness. That's that's great faith But when I look at the stories of Christmas the individual stories of Joseph and Mary Really tell you of the boldness of faith Joseph if you turn with me to book of Matthew you see the story of Joseph and how he and Mary Were betrothed now. Let me explain that word to you. We have engagement and in our culture, when you uh, get engaged, you, you give somebody a ring, and uh, that's about the, the greatest expense you have in an engagement. But in betrothal, in the scriptural time period, in this culture, it was not just an engagement, uh, it was actually a legal binding covenant. And how this would go down is that the groom to be, would would uh, uh, accumulate his party of men who would be like groomsmen kind of in our mind and they would enter into a village and it would be a parade and this thing would go on like a parade just the engagement process and he would go into the house of the the father of the bride to be and he would he would set uh, uh they would come to an agreement on a dowry in which they would de- determine how much she's worth. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I, uh, I got a whole lot of jokes going in my head right now. I'm going to knock, you know, how many cows is, anyway. Uh, they would come to an agreement on the dowry and they would settle this thing and, and they would be betrothed, a legally binding agreement. And here we have Joseph betrothed to Mary and she is found to be with child now remember the betrothal is the agreement before the wedding there has been no wedding date there has been no wedding night and now his bride-to-be is pregnant so in verse 18 of matthew chapter 1 says now the birth of jesus was as follows after his mother mother mary was betrothed to joseph before they came together she was found with child of the holy spirit then joseph her husband being a just man And not wanting to make her a public example was minded to put her away secretly. Now I need you to know too that I'm going to get the story uh, uh, out of order for a second. We're going to start with Joseph but the story that we're seeing with Joseph, Mary's already pregnant. Now I need you to understand that Mary knows how she got pregnant. She knows that she got pregnant by the Holy Spirit. That God uh, overshadowed her and she became impregnated with God. She knows that and don't you know she tried to tell Joseph that and don't you know Joseph just Took that story right at face value. How would you do it? You're engaged. Next thing you know, we got a little baby bump showing up. Hey, what's this about? Yeah, I meant to tell you I'm pregnant. Well, it wasn't by me. Yeah, it's not, it's by God. Oh, right. Right, okay. So Joseph is a good man. And don't you know he first thing he thinks is she's a bad girl. Not only is she a bad girl, but she's a liar. And, and yet it said that he was going to put her away privately, quietly, not make a big show out of it. Just uh, let's just not talk about this anymore. But verse 20, while he, he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, marry your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Amen. Amen. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, "Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son; they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us." Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife. Did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name jesus Now as we look at this story, we we know that this is just a very little short story and yet there's a whole lot Encapsulated in this story and and I want you to know that I've had God dreams I've woken up with just a, a cold sweat and just knowing I've been visited by the Lord But yet in this situation, can you imagine what joseph is thinking? did i have some bad pizza the night before well i mean i've had those dreams too it was like oh my goodness that was crazy but yet he knew that he had heard from god and he said i i will go ahead and go forward with what god has called me to do don't you know that that he had a very particularly hard role in this birth of the messiah business he's going to raise a son that Was not actually his son he's going to have to listen to the stories and the whispers as he's walking through this little village called nazareth uh, of people saying don't you know what his wife did and yet he chose rather than succumb to the pressures of his peers or the ridicule of his community he chose to do what god called him to do amen when when i when I hear of this kind of faith, when I hear of this kind of courage, it inspires me. It inspires me. He did not care what others thought. Maybe he did, but not so much so that he disobeyed what God had called him to do. And so he moved forward in faith. And, and there are times in our lives which we, we know that, that this bold step of faith can bring public humiliation it could be. It could bring ridicule from our closest friends. It, it could cause us to be v- viewed as uh, some kind of a weirdo, some kind of a holy roller, whatever people want to call us. It can. It can cause our our social life to <laughs> go through stress. And yet Joseph said, "I'd rather walk with God. I'd rather be obedient to the Lord." Just that short little. Just a statement of encouragement. Joseph, go ahead and take her as your wife. This is of God. This is of God. And he said, okay, I'll do it. That's the kind of courage. That's that kind of man, men, that God wants in his forces. That's the kind of man that God wants serving him. One who says, I don't care what others think about me. I know what God's called me to do. I know what god has for me. I've heard from the lord. I will live a bold faith I will step out in bravery and I will have the courage to follow through with what god has called me to do. Amen well, What about this young lady mary? There is no one who has more to lose than mary She was probably not more than a teenager. we were even told that she could have been in her early teens and She must have been a young lady who sought after the lord with everything that i understand about the lord and and that i read in the word she must have already had her her heart turned toward god and that's why god chose to use her i want you to look at the christmas story in luke chapter one and it gives uh the story of mary Now, in the beginning of Luke chapter 1, it talks about Mary's cousin, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth was an an older lady by this time, and it was uh, considered that she wouldn't be able to have children, and God does the miraculous in Elizabeth's life, and she's pregnant with child. The angel of the Lord then appears to Mary in chapter 1, verse 26, and uh, tells Mary this same message. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named, named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came in, the angel said to her. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was now i i love how the bible says some things sometimes especially in kind of an old english type of of language and uh it, here's how i'd say it in uh in in east texas country language that girl was flat scared we have an angel Walking into the room, this is not some little chubby baby with little tiny wings, little little chair flying in with an arrow and a and a boat. This is a, not just an angel; he's the archangel Gabriel. This is a fierce, warrior angel. This is a mighty heavenly being, and he steps in the room with a, an announcement, highly favored of God. And she was troubled because of what manner of greeting this was. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get to see exactly how troubled she was because of the next words that he says to her, verse 10. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. Because she might have been puddling at that time. You know what I mean? Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great he will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? By the way, we need to explain some things in, in some of this old English language. And She says, I don't know, man. She's not saying, well, I just don't know any men out there. It means that she has not physically had a relationship with her husband to be. In other words, the impossible will be made possible. In fact, that's exactly what the angel will say. It says, how can these things be? In verse 35, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month of her who, has called, who was called barren. For with God, verse 37, with God, nothing will be impossible. Amen. Amen. I bet you if we were just to have testimony time in the house this morning that we would have so many testimonies of God doing the impossible. <laughs> Amen. That there was things in our lives that should not have come about, and yet God brought it about because that's our mighty God amen and however as great as y'all's testimonies might be if one of you teenage girls were to say I'm pregnant and it's God's we're gonna have to talk (laughs) we're gonna have questions we're gonna have issues I'm like uh, you know I believe God can do anything but I think he only did that one time but can you see the magnitude of the miracle in that that, that a spiritual God, God is Spirit, the Scripture says, and yet He impregnates a human. We don't understand all that. Uh, just to be flat honest, we don't we don't understand how and the details. I just know that it happened. Amen. I don't have to understand every facet of every part of the Scriptures to believe it. I know if God said it, I trust it, and this is exactly what happened. Mary got pregnant by the Spirit of God because she said let it be so amen she said let it be so and so this is exactly what in verse 38 then mary said behold the maidservant of the lord what is she saying i'm yours to do with as you wish what a! Pow- I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe her heart turned that dire- that direction that quickly with one angelic uh, visitation. I believe her heart was already turned that way, and that's why the Lord was so favored towards her. She said, "Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word." Uh, we are a church that loves our young people. We, we have our children's church going on right now. Every Sunday, we got 60 something children over there in children's church and just thrills our heart. Amen. We love our youth group. And, and and by the way, just so you know, we don't ask them to sit on the front row. They choose to sit on the front row. We got some awesome teenagers that, that want to be in the middle of what God is doing. Amen. And I want to tell you every great movement of God throughout history, most of them have come through teenagers. Most of them, including the bringing about of Jesus Christ through this young lady named Mary. Because she's betrothed, because she's in a legal binding agreement to this man named Joseph, if she's found out to be pregnant, it could mean her life. You see, in the, in the laws of Judaism, adultery was punishable by death, stoning death. Now there's uh, not many ways that I want to die. But I can tell you one way for definite that I don't want to. And that's for people to stone you to death. And yet Mary knew the consequences of that kind of talk. If people go to talking and think that I, I'm sleeping around, if I if it messed around on Joseph, if that kind of word gets out, they will kill me. And yet she says, Lord, whatever you want to do with my life, I'm willing for you to do it. This is the courage of someone whose heart is bent on the Lord. Now, I know that, that in hindsight, we're looking back on this story and we're saying, well, she must have known that God was going to do it. Yes, there are times in our lives that I know that God's going to do something, but there are, at the same time, my flesh is saying, but you know what else could happen? You know what else could happen? Maybe this will come about, but you'll be ridiculed, you'll be humiliated, you'll be shamed publicly. They'll put you on Facebook, they'll put you on social media, they'll make a mockery out of you. Your family will be be just drugged through the mud. They'll do this, that, another. And our mind goes. But what did she say? Whatever you want from my life, God, I'm willing to give it. That's courage. That's bold faith. That is bravery. And i love the story of mary and i love her response i'm yours to do with you with me whatever you wish god let it be to me as you have said now there's also the of course the story of jesus himself Philippians chapter 2 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, not equality with God, something to be held on to, but made himself of no reputation and was taken in the form of man, made in the likeness of men and humbling himself as a man, he came obedient unto death, even death on the cross. So Jesus, in his infinite knowledge of everything, while he's there in glory, says, I'm willing to step aside from all of glory, all of the angelic praise, all of the the beauty of heaven, and I am willing to be born into a cesspool of humanity, into the sinfulness of this world. Don't you know his holiness was just just, uh, so repelled by all of the sick sin that was all around him, and he knew that in his holy and infinite mind, and he said, but I'm still willing to go i'm still willing to go why would he do that why because god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son jesus christ despising the cross went forward to the cross because he loved us as well and he was willing to be sacrificed. He knew the emotional struggle that it would cost him. He knew the relationships that even all of his close friends would run away from him. And that even the, one of his closer ones would even betray him. He knew this. Even his family for a season didn't want anything to do with him. They thought he was crazy. And yet knowing all of that, he chose come to come and be born and laid in a feed trough in a stinky old stable. that's my kind of God. He says, I, I'm not waiting for you to elevate yourself to my status. He says, I'm willing to come to you where you're at and transfer and transform you into what I am. Amen. Amen. I want you to look in the book of Revelation. This is an amazing passage of scripture in Revelation. And in this passage, uh, it is basically after everything as we know it has ceased, earth has been transformed, and, and now every, every being is standing before God in glory, and there is Jesus. Chapter 21, verse 5 says, Then he who sat on the throne, Jesus, said, Behold, I make all things new. Amen? He's in the new business. Amen? Amen today is uh caleb's 20th birthday amen caleb's the one that's right here singing that's my oldest son and he turns 20 today and when he was just a little sprout uh we would get him stuff uh you know yard sales he had a nana that was in the in that kind of a business and she'd bring him toys and trinkets and things all the time from all that kind of stuff but i remember one of his birthdays or christmas they're, they're so close together i can't remember exactly which But he opened up a gift, and and it was in a package. Now, he's not used to getting stuff in a package. But it was in a a package. And he he would say, is it new? Is it new? He was so excited because it was something new. And I want you to know that God, when you get saved, he don't just refurbish your life. He don't just repurpose your life. He makes it new. Amen? (laughs) Brand new brand new and so jesus said behold i make all things new and he said to me john the writer of revelation write for these words are true and faithful and he said to me it is done amen I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end I will give the fountain I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts who who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son amen except for the next word is a big old butt, and this is where it gets scary But, and he begins to name off those who will be burning in the lake of fire. See, he's a holy God. And in his holiness, he must separate those who have placed their trust in him, in Jesus Christ, and those who have rejected him and rejected his salvation. And there's a list of some who have done this. And here it is in verse 8. But the cowardly, first one on the list. God highly esteems courage, and he highly hates cowardice. We have a God who, when it comes to the, this army of believers, we must all be bold and courageous. Amen? Number one, because you won't take the first step if you're a coward. You won't take that first step of, of saying, Lord, if that's what you have for me, behold, the servant of the Lord. Let it be unto me as you have said. If we notice that the next word in the list describes actually the first word, the cowardly unbelieving. See, if I don't really believe that God will do what he said he'll do, that, that, that God can bring about, that nothing is impossible with God. If I don't believe that, then I'm really not going to put my life on the line for it. And it goes down this list of those who will burn in the lake of fire and and we don't really like to talk about it But you got to talk about it if I were just to to come and give you some nice little encouraging talk about Christmas and make you feel All warm and fuzzy inside and oh, I just want to go hug a puppy or something like I just want to go squeeze somebody and have not told you that there's a righteous God With a standard of holiness that every one of us have broken But he loves us so much that he made a way. Amen? He loves us so much that he made a way that we might have a relationship with God. See, Jesus didn't just come to the cradle. He came for the cross. He came that he might die in our place, the holy for the unholy, so that as he dies in my place and I turn my life around and I say, Lord, I'm going to live for you, he takes the unholy and declares me holy. Amen? but if I didn't believe it, I sure wouldn't lay my life down for it. Yes, like Joseph, I've had friends walk away, walk up and they walk the other direction. I've had those talk about him. Well, he's, he's kind of going out there a little too far with this Jesus thing. He's kind of he's become a fanatic. I've had my own pastor call me a fanatic. He's just going a little too far with this stuff. Yeah, I used to be, I used to have a problem over that when your pastor calls you a fanatic. Now I wish I had a badge on fanatic. Amen. Amen. Uh, Joseph said, I don't care what the world says. The power of God within me is greater than the pressure of the world around me. I'm going to do what God's calling me to do. Or like Mary, I've never had the threat of death over my life because I follow God. I've never had that. I've never had that. The day may come. I I don't expect it to anytime soon, but it it could. But I've never had that. We have missionaries all over the world and Christians all over the world that that is a very real threat. And yet, time after time after time, they choose Jesus. They choose Jesus. And so, I want to have that same mentality, though, that Mary had. Behold, the servant of the Lord, let it be to me just as you have said God, I don't want to be a coward. I I don't want to white knuckle that seat in front of me when you've called me to step out. I don't want to be so afraid of what the world's going to think or so afraid of what my friends are going to do or so afraid about my future. I know because I've already experienced it. Your life in Christ Jesus is far greater than anything this world has to offer. Amen. You can have everything this world wants to give you and it has there's been story after story after story those even solomon himself the wisest man on earth he says you can have all the pleasures of this world and not walk with god and you will absolutely be miserable or you can have nothing walk with him and be completely fulfilled and satisfied god wants to bring his blessings into us into our lives His joy into our lives, his satisfaction into our lives, his fulfillment into our lives. He wants to bring the kingdom of God into our lives. But we need to be like Mary. See, here's what the message was from the angel. Mary, God wants to do something in you and through you. Mary, you good with that? I'm good with that. He said, now the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. Mary, you good with that? I'm good with that now when the Holy Spirit's gonna come upon you It's gonna do something within you that you've never experienced before Mary you good with that I'm good with that now when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and he does something in you. It's gonna people gonna see it People gonna start talking Mary you good with that. I'm good with that now Christian Can people see it in you? Are people talking? has there been a reputation oh this is something that god's done at first we kind of wondered about it because you know they were pretty sketchy pretty sketchy and so we kind of had to watch them for a while to see if it was for real but now we've been watching for a while and this thing's growing there was a little girl that the the preacher was preaching about jesus christ coming into her life and this little girl met him at the door she said now preacher how big was jesus and he said, I don't know, but I'm guessing average-sized man like I am. She says, well, I'm just a little bitty girl. And he said, yeah. He said, what, what are you trying to ask? She said, well, if he is that big and I'm this little, then if he is inside me, isn't he going to stick out? <laughs> and he said, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. He's going to stick out. Amen, Christian? What about you who aren't Christians yet? This morning, God is calling you and he's saying, I want to do something in you. I want to do something through you. Would you receive me unto unto yourself? Now the Holy Spirit's going to move upon your life and and Christ is going to be born into you and he's going to live within you. Are you willing to do that? Oh, I'm afraid of what people are going to say. I'm afraid what might happen to my future. You see, I have big plans. Let me tell you, the scripture says that God looks at the plans of men and he laughs. Can I tell you that God's plans are way bigger than you can ever imagine or dream? I'm telling you, it's bigger and better. Bigger and better. And you will not be dissatisfied walking with the Lord. There in John chapter 1, the scripture says, He came to his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to be called children of God. They became sons and daughters of God when they received Jesus Christ. Mary, are you ready to receive Jesus Christ? I'm ready, Lord. May it be to me as you have said. And maybe he's calling your heart this morning. Are you ready to receive Jesus? God's going to do something in you. Are you wanting that? May it be to me as you have said. Christian. This walk with the Lord isn't a once-and-done thing in which, well, I experienced all I'm ever going to experience that day as a little child when I got saved. No, see, there's a continuous call to obedience. Are you ready for the next thing? Are you ready for the next step? Are you ready for your life in Christ? See, I'm not just coming into you. I want to flow through you. Are you ready for that? Are you willing? I'm willing, Lord. Let it be to me as you have said. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be brave, God. Oh, sometimes we ask the question you know and, and i say it a lot well faith is the opposite of fear and fear is the opposite of faith i want to tell you sometimes faith has to happen in the midst of fear yes. it has to happen even when i'm still concerned even when i'm still afraid because i've heard from god and that i know that he will be faithful and there's nothing impossible with god So even when there's still a little bit of a nagging concern about what's going to happen here, what they might say, and what's going to happen to my family, and what's going to happen there, that concern might still be there. And yet, I I, I pull away from my flesh, and I turn to the Spirit of God and say, what you have for me, I want. Where you want to lead me, I'm willing to go. See, God doesn't want cowardly Christians. In fact, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. This is why the cowardly were the first on the list of those burning the lake of fire because a coward isn't fit for the kingdom of heaven. But if you're ready to live your faith boldly, courageously, that's exactly what God will do. He will live his life through you. May we be like Mary. Behold the servant of the Lord. Lord, I'm willing. Let it be to me as you have said. Let's pray. Father, I pray that... In the presence of any unbelief, Lord, you cre- increase our belief. In the presence of any fear, Lord, you would overwhelm with fierceness. That we would become so bold because we can answer that question Is there anything God can't do? For there's nothing impossible with God. Lord, I pray that we would be bold and step forward and say, I'm going with you, God. The world can say whatever they want to say, but the power of God within me is greater than the pressures of the world around me. I'm gonna trust you, Lord. I'll be bold in my faith. I'm gonna be courageous and brave in my belief. Minded, there is nothing that God can't and won't do through his children who trust him. And you are, I know, calling some to salvation this morning. I know you're calling some into a life transformation here today. And others, you're calling into that next step of obedience. But I pray that you'd wash over them with a the holy boldness They don't care about who's in front of them, beside them, around them. They are moving forward with God. May this be the year, the Christmas year, where everything changes. Everything changes in our lives. Just like those shepherds, they came and experienced what God had done, and then they went and told people about it. Well, I pray that our Christmas story this year won't be just what, what God did 2,000 years ago, but what God did today in our lives. May it be as you have said Yes, Lord, I'm willing. Let's go. If you're here today and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we we want you to take advantage of this opportunity. If you're here today and you know that God's calling you to a next step of faith, whether it be baptism, whether it be church membership, whether it be ministry, calling you into ministry, whether it be obedience into whatever facet, you, you don't delay. Lord, give them that holy boldness in Jesus' name amen let's all stand together we're all the team's going to be at the front we've got some on either side and the, you can also come and pray at the altar but if uh, you need a touch from God in any facet of your life whether it be physically emotionally maybe you're dealing with depression maybe, maybe you're struggling with some sadness right now it's for some this is a very sad time of the year maybe it's your first Christmas without them You don't know how you're going to get through it but i've got some good news for you we've got a good god that can not only uh, just give you an encouraging word from others around you but that he can bring you peace within he's known as the prince of peace he gives you peace that passes understanding that you you don't even understand how you're okay with this but god has brought you through he can do that in your life Whatever it is you need God to touch, you come and to have God's people pray with you and pray over you. And you leave, you stand up from that altar believing that it's already done. Amen. We're gonna worship the Lord. Maybe you're, you, you've heard a little whisper. Don't discount it as, ah, that wasn't God. That was some, some crazy, uh, crazy Mexican food I had last night. That wasn't God. Well it could be that it is God. Here's the here's let me give you this a little bit of encouragement. Any inclination that you have that God led you into something, just step into that. Amen. You just step into that. He will honor it. And he'll give you the next step and the next step. Any any idea that you think God might be calling you to do something, say, Yes, Lord, I'm going. he he'll, he'll He'll refine it and define it as you step forward in faith. Amen. Let's worship, you be obedient in faith.